Okay, everybody, welcome back once again to Tech Gumbo. I'm Haggai Davis II, along with Haggai Davis III, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Here on our show, we like to talk about the past, present, and future of all things technology in a topical, interesting, and digestible way. Without geek speak or a bunch of acronyms, we just want to talk about technology that's important to us and important to you. We also want to thank Cardinal Capital. To business owners and CEOs, hopefully you have a good relationship with your lender. Even if you do, sometimes you face other challenges, such as a need to consolidate debt, a want to level out your cash flow, or a desire to buy new equipment because you're in growth mode. If this describes you, give Cardinal Capital a call, whatever your need or challenge. They have over 4,000 lenders where they source commercial capital for business clients. Chris, Gary, and Rob at Cardinal Capital have a passion for business, and they want you to succeed. When you meet with Cardinal Capital, they get to know you and your business, so they can present your needs to lending institution that will best fit your unique situation. In short, they go after money for your business. They translate your business into what's important for lenders, and they are good at it. Depending upon what the deal is, no matter how complicated or straightforward, they will help maximize your profitability while setting your business up for success. They find the best solution for your situation, all while being fun and easy to deal with. For more detailed information, visit their website at cardinalcap.net. You can also call them 225-308-3700 or email them info at cardinalcap.net. So, Mr. Davis, how about we do us some tech gumbo news and updates today? I would like that. We'll start off with talking about Amazon and the device that so many of us have, the Alexa, that didn't quite turn out to be everything Jeff Bezos had planned it to be. So we've talked in the past couple of weeks that a lot of the major tech companies are making large cuts to their business. And this is part of us actually digging into that trend a little bit. And what we're finding here is more that these tech companies had bloat and that the reason they're cutting these jobs is that they're not profitable. And so this Alexa cut actually makes a lot of sense once you start digging into it. We apologize in advance to anyone who has one of their listening devices nearby. We're probably going to be triggering it with this segment. So I have one of those smart home assistant devices, and it's great. It does four, maybe five things. It, it's an alarm clock. It plays music. It tells me the weather. It can turn lights on and off, and it can be a kitchen timer. And all of those features are wonderful. They're, they're pretty efficient, but it turns out that doesn't make Amazon a whole lot of money. They can't put ads into those things. No, it really can't. And Amazon had these grandiose visions that people were going to stop using their smartphones and start using their Amazon Echo devices or their Alexa devices, and that they were going to start using the digital assistants to communicate between each other from my house to your house kind of thing. And they, they really thought, oh, well, you'll be able to ask it all kinds of questions. And you can ask basic questions, but you get too deep and it very quickly says, hmm, I don't know. And the idea that you were just going to ask it to order you a, a box of laundry detergent or something like that, really just is not playing out the way Amazon thought it would. Yeah. You know, even something like the video call system. I remember there was commercials back in 2019 
I think it, it might have been a commercial for the Facebook version of the device, but it was like a daughter was like cooking a meal and like the dad was like coaching her through it. And then at the end, they revealed that they were in separate places the whole time. But the device, because it was a video call device, made them feel like they were in the same room. And it's a great pitch. But in 2020, the pandemic happened and everyone got used to doing video call devices either on their full computer or on their phone. And so there's no reason to try and do a video call from my smart speaker, from my smart device. And just a number of things like that, it's been pinched on both ends. That's my phone does everything, almost everything better and easier, or my computer does it better or easier. And that that smart device sits in that weird middle ground. The biggest problem is these smart devices don't have their own operating system. They don't have their own platform the way the iPhone has an iOS or the Google phone has an Android or Windows or or the the iMac. It doesn't have it just doesn't have that that platform that says I can use something else. And it leaves a whole lot to be desired. Oh, absolutely. The one function that I wanted the most was whenever the alarm goes off, I wanted it to play music. And so it's pretty easy to download the Spotify app and then have it plays from a, a specific playlist. But it turns out to get it to shuffle from that playlist is very difficult. And it took me a long time of digging through a lot of websites and trying a lot of things in order to get it to not wake up and play the exact same song first every single day. And so it's... It really just has a lot of limitations to it. And so whenever you consider that the Alexa team was once 10,000 people and is losing $10 billion a year, you can really see why Amazon was going after this department to cut people. Another thing that they've tried to do is that whenever you use your Alexa, it will say something like, oh, by the way, did you know that I could also, and it'll list off something that it can do, and that thing is always creepy and invasive or completely useless. And so people aren't signing up to hand over large amounts of extens extensive functionality that they aren't interested in. It's just a really nice way to play music while I'm cooking in the kitchen or set a timer kind of thing. That's that's really just the, the whole use that we've we found in this house for it. Yeah, it's and it's great at those things. It's a really nice speaker. If you want to say set a timer for 10 minutes, you know what? It's awesome at that. But again, you can't stuff ads into that. There's no recurring revenue in that. And Amazon intentionally sold these devices really cheaply, expecting to make that money up on the back end. And they just can't find the way to do it. But you mentioned the, the video devices. For Christmas a few years ago, you gave us one one of those video devices that sits in our kitchen. You have one there in your apartment and neither of us have used the video capabilities of that in years. I, I think we did it once early in 2020. But like I said, that once the pandemic happened and we all got used to sitting around looking at Teams meetings or Zoom meetings or whatever, well, why would I have that smaller screen where I have to be standing there staring, looking at it if I want to move around, I could be on my phone or there, there's just so many other things about it 
We'll just see how far Amazon continues to support the these devices. And for that matter, Google as well, or Apple, any one of these smart devices, they're only limited as to kind of being a clock radio. <laughs> Moving along, the next story we wanted to talk about in San Francisco, the supervisors voted on Tuesday of this week to allow police to deploy robots that will kill. So there's one thing here. That word robot has come to mean a lot of different things. And it's important to understand this story that there's no artificial intelligence involved in this. It is entirely remotely operated by a human being. So that's the first part of it, is that I saw a lot of people talking about this story and made a lot of references to Terminator or Skynet or something along those lines. As of right now, this specific story, it is, it's just a drone. It's a glorified RC car that has a bomb strap. So we're not going to have the, the, the robot from Lost in Space running out there saying, danger, Will Robinson, danger, and, and then go kill somebody? Correct. The, what they have said so far is that they're planning to place a lot of restrictions around how this can be used. And whenever I first saw the story, I, my initial reaction was hard no. But upon reading through it some more, I do think I am not of the opinion that there is never a case that drones are the right choice. Or there can possibly be some scenario where a drone is the right choice. One of the ways that they're using these, these robots is they send this thing in and they're using the joysticks. I mean, it's not, like I said, it's not artificial intelligence. The human is controlling. It goes in and it's sniffing for bombs. It pokes around on a bomb and, and if it blows up the, okay, you just lost a couple hundred dollars worth of robotics. You didn't lose somebody's life trying to disarm a bomb. That's a real good use of this technology. Well, that's, so that's the bomb sniffer. What they specifically uh, approved here was that they're not looking to disarm bombs. It is the bomb. So, for example, this was used in 2016. In Dallas, police sent in an armed robot that killed a holdup sniper who had already ambushed five officers. There was a cell phone, basically, that they said, hey, you know, look, we're trying to negotiate with you. And they rolled the cell phone in. And when he went to pick up the cell phone, the cell phone was actually a bomb. And so they said instead of trying to manually breach the door and rush through, that was their way to defuse the situation. And so in that context, that actually seems like a pretty good use of this technology and of this hardware. And so with the restrictions in place, such as there's only a limited number of officers in San Francisco who are granted the permission to authorize this, they have to have already tried other techniques. It looks like they're trying to put some guardrails around this. Whether or not there's enough protections on it, you know, that they are really ensuring that this is only the last-ditch effort, I don't know. I haven't specifically read those provisions, but it ultimately comes down to how much do you trust the police departments to only use this when they absolutely need it. So we'll keep an eye out and see what happens, and because the first time they use it, we'll know about it. Oh, it'll be big news. So, speaking of big news, turns out that if you've been using Tax Act, Tax Slayer, or H&R Block to do your, your taxes, they've been sending your information to Facebook. 
This is greatly disappointing, but not greatly surprising. That if you are browsing the internet, someone is tracking your data. And chances are it's a lot of someone's who are tracking your data. There are a lot of people who are watching everything that you do for the purpose of selling you more and better ads. And your tax software, your tax filing is no exception to that. So like Tax Act, which has about 3 million consumer and professional users, they have some very, very vaguely worded terms and conditions that say we may use this data for different purposes, even though they're explicitly not supposed to. They have been sending your information to Facebook, and Facebook is building profiles based upon how much money you make and and how much taxes you pay and what your street address is based upon the tax return and does it match all the other information that they've already been collecting. And this is really not a good thing. Oh, absolutely. It's a huge violation of privacy. That it feels redundant to say that these private corporations are spying on you, but everything that you do is being monitored, is being tracked. And this is just another example that even whenever there's regulations in place to prevent things like this, that whether or not they intended to, which they did, this was illegal. And so now the question is, what are the penalties going to look like? Because the IRS very heavily regulates tax data all the way down to specifying font size on requests for disclosure. And so some violation that's as gross and egregious as this is, you really have to hope that the IRS comes out swinging against the Facebook and against these corporations because if the penalties are a slap on the wrist or nothing at all, it's only going to get worse. So Tax Act, for example, had their users check the little button saying, sending your tax information to its sister company, Tax Smart Research, so it could develop, offer, and provide products and services for its users is what they were doing. Well, it, so it wasn't Tax Act directly selling to Facebook. It was Tax Smart Research that was technically selling the information that you had to say, yes, I, I, I'm okay with that. But H&R Block was doing similar things. Uh, for those of you who, by the way, use Intuit's TurboTax, they did not participate in this kind of information. They are saying they flat out do not send any kind of information to Meta, period. Which is, it's nice. That should be like the bare minimum, though. You know, I, I'm glad, I'm thankful, but I don't know that you get a pat on the back for not stabbing me in the back. So well, you, the fact that you have to come out and say, hey, we don't send your information to Facebook is really, really troublesome that everybody else does. Because those companies even provided the user with the option to decline to share tax information. Although according to the, this article, it still shared the data with Facebook regardless. And it's so frustrating. We've talked about before how how the, the lobbyists for different industries can control so much that they have the, the these tax preparation software companies have basically forced the federal government not to just put 
on the, the IRS's website a tax prep software plan that everybody should just use for free. In other countries, the government says, here, you owe this amount of money. And you just say, yep, looks right to me. And you click yes. It's, it's basically that simple. But the fact that this all exists is for these third-party companies to exist. And they make around $11 billion every year. And it's they exist and they want to continue to sell at like to sell products and services. And so they exist in part of this Facebook advertising stream as well. And it is very frustrating that none of this has to exist. It doesn't we could just have it be directly used in your taxes to the government and you don't route through this third party process. But it does. Yes, that is unless you use a, a CPA and then you don't you've got you just pay your CPA to take care of these things for you and and all is good. We do want to take obligatory swipe at TikTok because, you know, why not? Turns out that we found another article. This is probably article 134,833 that said, oh, look, your information is being shared more from this app than anywhere else. And we're really not sure where the data goes. Yeah, it's by no means surprising that TikTok collects more of your data than any other social media app. The statement, it's unclear where it goes, is a little humorous to me. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's not going to Venezuela. It's not going to sub-Saharan Africa. That there's one place in particular where it does go. Would you, but you, Are you insinuating that the Chinese company that owns ByteDance, which is you know, controlled by the Chinese government, might have something to do with this? Uh, I would never make a statement so bold. But it just, you know, I could really go on a very long list of the places that I'm very sure that it's not going. We'll put it that way. I, and I agree. We did want to cover one last story. It appears that Meta, the company that owns Facebook, the parent company, has had to fire some security guards and, and fire some contractors because these people have been hacking into user accounts so there's a service which exists called oops which is actually short for online operations and it's actually a normal part of facebook that existed for a very long time to help employees uh, for, for employees to help users who have forgotten their passwords or emails or have had their accounts taken over by hackers the facebook employee can go in and retrieve this account for the proper user However, hackers were going in and bribing the security contractors to give the hackers access through this software. Yeah, so apparently people who work at Meta are human and they can be they can be bribed. They can you you throw $7,000 at some security guard who can just open the back door and turn a blind eye while you go clickety-clickety-click, that really happened. Yeah, it's honestly surprising that it doesn't happen more often because $7,000 is not a whole lot of money to bribe someone. And so if you, it doesn't even have to be a big grand political maneuver. It could just be your rival. If you are a rich, petty person and you want to have someone that you don't like start posting dumb things to Facebook, 
Oh, yeah, $7,000 is an easy price to pay for that. So Facebook is most likely going to come behind and put in some more policies and regulations and uh, guardrails to prevent this from happening in the future. But I'm sure that people are going to figure out more ways around it. Yeah, come on, Facebook. Let's let's get a little more security in there, please. We want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed service provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers across the southeastern United States. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through continuous innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 180 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, program designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of business schools and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business strengths. This has become a proven formula. So proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need IT services, new technology, or have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. If you enjoyed our show today, we are here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4 p.m. And the show reruns Sundays also at 4 p.m. If you missed any part of the show or you'd like to hear this or previous episodes, check out our podcast. Available on almost every podcast platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music Audible, and more. When you're there, be sure to subscribe so you get notified every time we post a new episode. If you like our show or you have any suggestions, let us know on our website at www.techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.